Hi, I'm Gandhi Thompson, and welcome to Transformative Soul Care Podcast, where we share stories and save souls. The goal behind each podcast is to weekly dissect a biblical story. We want to provide you with biblical truths to get you through your week. So listen every week. We drop a new podcast every Sunday at 3. Hope to see you on the website. Hello and welcome back to Transformative Soul Care. We are here again. I'm with Pastor Ian, and we are wrapping up our Joseph series. Pastor Ian, thank you so much for persevering with me. We talked about last week about how Joseph persevered, but thank you for persevering with me week after week until we have reached to the final points that we want to, to highlight about the life of Joseph. Welcome back again. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Gandhi. It's good to be here. Pastor Ian, we talked about Joseph last week, and we ended with where... Pharaoh was in uh, in the place or the position to now make him in charge of everything. It says in in Genesis chapter forty one, where Pharaoh in verse thirty nine is saying to Joseph, "There is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect." To the throne will I be greater to you. Previously, when he was in Pilate's house, he had everything except Pilate's, I mean, not Pilate, sorry. Seriously, pre- previously, when he was in Potiphar's house, he had access to everything except Potiphar's wife. Now he's going to be in charge of Egypt. Yeah. Let's talk about um, Joseph in charge of Egypt now. Um, He's, he's getting ready for this, what we would call appointment ordination or whatever yes, the place is. Yes. But what we see happening here now is the signet ring on his finger, a gold chain around his neck. He was able to ride on a chariot, but I think there is this cloak or clothing again comes up mm-hmm. and he dressed him in fine robes mm-hmm. or in a fine robe. Yeah, yeah. It is the restoration, you know, all of what the enemy believed he had taken from Joseph. Um, you know, God restores. God is a restorer. He restorer even of, of uh, what was perceived to be the authority that was taken from him, that was stripped of him, um, the, 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 the dreams and the rest of it. But this is the fulfillment of the promise. Um, and so uh, Joseph, Joseph's life begins with with the vision that God gave him yes, um, of, of rulership, of leadership, of even his family, you know, bowing to him or at least looking up to him um, to say, preserve us, save us, sustain us. And now this is God because he was with him, because Joseph held on to his integrity, because Joseph was the type of Christ, the man of God that he was, faithful to God despite his circumstance. God now honors that initial promise that he made. Uh, the, and, he, and he's bringing now to fulfillment, to fruition, uh, all of what the dreams, initial dreams that Joseph had. So, so because he's a promise keeper, because he is a covenant-keeping God, um, you know, we see in the life of Joseph that, that uh, in, in now the palace, uh, the promotion, the ultimate promotion that has positioned him to preserve 
is coming alive. Uh, Potiphar's house was one small piece of this. Yes. <laughs> but now this is the real deal. This is God setting him up for greater. And, and that's important because suppose he thought Potiphar's house was it yeah. and that he had already arrived and so it was okay to, mm-hmm. to play around with Potiphar's mm-hmm. wife. Like you said, it was just a part of the stepping stone yes. for the real position, yes. which is the palace. Yeah. We're at the point in chapter 42 now, uh, Pastor Ian, where his brothers are now experiencing, you know, a little bit of shortage on green where they were mm-hmm. and now they're being packed up and sent to Egypt. Mm-hmm. They, they arrive at Egypt um, and Joseph remembers them. Mm-hmm. Hmm, it's funny. Them right away. <laughs> yes, he, he remembers them. Sometimes they have not changed, but he has. Yes, because <laughs> they don't they don't recognize him. <laughs> and he has. And that's amazing. Sometimes you know you leave people so far behind, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you have matured and you have grown and you have become something different. But the people who used to look down on you, they have remained the same. They still in that same rut, in that same shack, and they still doing the same things. And God has already elevated you to the point. Um, and that's how it is when you remain faithful to God. That's how it is when you hold on to your integrity. And that's how it is when you keep the right, excellent, good spirit in the midst of bad things happening all around you. God will change everything about you, even how, how you appear to people. And when, when he noticed, when he recognized them, you know, and, and I, I like the fact that you talk about that they did not recognize him, uh, Joseph, we see this wisdom coming out of him again, yeah, yeah. where he, you know, he he's playing with them. He's saying, he's saying something like, "I believe you are spies. You have come mm-hmm, here to see, mm-hmm. you know." And and he's asking questions, um, and and they answer him and they said, "Hey, we're twelve of us. You know, we're not spies." And and they confirm to him who they are, and yes. so he he's you know he's assured who they are, and they say they said one to another, "I like this that surely we are being punished <laughs> because of our brother." We saw how distressed he was when when we pleaded for his life, when he pleaded for his life, but we would not listen. He has come <clears throat> upon us. Or they're saying what is coming upon us now is because of how we treated him. And so those persons who would have been in authority or would have ruled over him to some degree at that point and, and thought they were in control of his future, he was now in control of their future. It talked about how he wept, though, and it shows, though, uh, Pastor Ian, that he was a man of great emotion still. Yes. He still had a heart. He was leading, he was wise, but he still had a compassion. Yeah. How important is compassion, mercy, and grace when we sit in a seat of authority? I, I think it's so important. You know, we often hear the adage uh, that when you're powerful, be merciful. Yes. And, and I believe that that is so important that, you know, people who have uh, been given grace, favor uh, and authority positions uh, that, you know, that we use that, that we exercise that authority with a measure of grace uh, on the people that we are asked to serve because leadership is about service. Um, and <clears throat> I think it's so important. But um, but I think you know, there's there's something in in Joseph's situation. Uh, the Lord's led me to uh, to speak tomorrow at our service on on church hurt. 
on, on the hurt that we experience in church and how as believers we have to really we have to arm wrestle we have to really take on this um, this this pain that sometimes is inflicted in the house um, and how how we use godly wisdom to navigate around and bring people to the place of healing and you know I believe you know a lot of Joseph's tears would have been the fact that that uh, this was despite he I'm sure he saw at this point how God orchestrated all of this you know for him to be in this place yes but it was still painful yes. and, and I think sometimes we we ignore the fact that even though people have come through and although they have arrived at a certain place there are still some hurts there are still some pains that people carry with them uh, some emotionally distressing issues that they bear, some scars that we cannot see sometimes that people have, that we have to address. Um, thank God Joseph was emotionally intelligent. He was yes. emotionally well yes. enough to not just take take off all the heads. Right. <laughs> you know, because, you know, a, a foul carnal spirit would have gone into retaliation. Uh, but, but, I believe some of the tears were were really just Joseph releasing some of that emotional that church hurt that Joseph had. These were his brothers. Yes, the siblings. Yes, and and Pastor Ian, as you were speaking, one of the things that came to me is the the offense or what happened. Both remembered, you know, Joseph remembered, but also the brothers remembered, and so it also talks about really and truthfully how we. When, when things start to look different, we wonder, is this because of something I did in the past? Like, we can carry that for a very long time. Uh, Joseph was, was ready to see them. He was, you know, in a good space. But they started to remember. And so many times as Christians, when we become Christians, it was, man, you think God got me back for when I used to party, before I was saved? You think, you know, we start to wonder, is this, judgment, is this my judgment day? But yet we know that God is loving and he shows mercy yes. as Joseph showed mercy. And, you know, we can jump forward and we think about how, you know, he packed them up, sent them, and, you know, he made an agreement. He sent the cup in the bag. We jump over all of that where you see his wisdom coming into play to, to get the whole family to come. And eventually in chapter 45, they're all there and Joseph can no longer um, contain himself. And he's saying... I have to reveal myself. And so Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Yeah. Is my father still living? But his fathers were not able to answer him because they were so terrified in his presence. And then Joseph said to his brother, come close. Yeah. You know, he beckons them. He, mm -hmm. he invites them to come close. And mm -hmm. that's how the father speaks to us, yes. you know. Yes. Um, and, and you talk about this church heart. This is how we ought to be with one another. Yes. You know, come close. Come, let's, let's, yes. let's re-establish the fellowship yes. we should have had. Yes. And, and, and he invites them to come close and he tells them, do not be distressed and do not be angry. Because it was to save lives mm -hmm. that God sent me. And that's how Amen. important it is. Um, when I hear that, I, I think about my own life, uh, Pastor Ian, and I think about how important it is to understand your purpose yes. and your call. Yes. As difficult as it may be, as untraditional, um, as unconventional, as, um, as even with the lows of it, yes. the pain in it, the yes. memories of it, yes. how we must remember that God was a part of this and Joseph was aware of this because he says God has brought me to this land mm -hmm. to persevere or to preserve mm -hmm. 
during this time of famine. Talk about talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and in, interestingly enough, uh, if you go back, I don't. I think it's in either forty one or forty two. The Bible says in Canaan, in God's, in the place where God had promised His people and where the people yes. of God resided, there was famine. Yes. But in Egypt. There was no, no famine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, so in the in the place where you expect, you know, the place of, of milk and honey flowing, and the yes. place where where it should have been prospering because of where God's people were, uh, it should have been that land flowing. The Bible says it was, it was there was a famine there, and God foresaw um, that 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 somehow. They would need to go to this pagan land. They, they would need to go to this foreign land and be preserved. And so God had to take Joseph to that place. Uh, it was all purposely designed by God. It was his, again, hand in the details. Um, and, and this is, I believe, how God orchestrates our lives. Sometimes he has to, and you know, you talk about your own life experience. Mm-hmm. I certainly think about mine. Sometimes God has to take you out of a place to um, to give you what you need in another place so that he can help you um, to be the the preservation for so many others um, and so you know I believe it, it this all boils down to staying in the will of God uh, trusting the process as you say and allowing God um, even in the dark places, in the dry places in our lives, yes. to still be Lord. And, and that is so true, Pastor Ian. We, we must continue to trust God in our process. And we know the story ends wonderfully in that Joseph is reunited with his father. And you can imagine as a father the loved he would have had and how happy he must have been to realize that his son the, the coat of many colors uh, uh, that he was once stripped of was now um, wearing a different robe, a signet, rim, a signet ring, and in charge. And indeed, the dreamer as a child, the dream, the young boy who had a dream, mm-hmm. his father was able to see the manifestation of that dream. And then we, know, we end on the note of reconciliation yes. and restoration. Yes. Pastor Ian, I believe that is the note with which the Father wants to end our relationship Uh, with him, the note of reconciliation um, and restoration. As a leader um, in the church, as a a man who would have seen, and you're preparing, like you said on Sunday, coming to talk about church hurt, what do you say to people out there that are hurting and, and want to choose the way of choosing between resentment and forgiveness? What do you say to the person who is walking a road and, and, and on a path that seems overwhelmingly and um, overwhelmingly difficult and they're wondering, is God present with me? Leave us with some words of hope. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the ultimate, you said it well, um, Dr. Gandhi, the ultimate, the ultimate theme of Joseph's life is um, many things, but I think one of the underlying ones, certainly how the story ends, it is a story of forgiveness. Uh, Joseph is a powerful type of Christ um, and he, he, he forgives his brother you see no no retaliation, no revenge coming. Even the father who now is reconciled with Joseph, you know, he's in trying to spank the other brothers for what they would have done. It is the story pans out beautifully and and it's it seems as if all is forgotten because all is well. God has done what he has done. He's preserved 
And now here we are at the point where we can all eat. And I believe, you know, I believe that, you know, there are always hurts and pains that happen in families, in communities, in church communities. Um, and I strongly believe that, listen to me, because the Bible says the wheat and the tares are going to grow together. Yes. The Bible says that there are going to be many persons who, who come in. So the Bible says some some evil spirits creep, creep in unaware. There are, there are any number of people, sometimes lots of hurting people in churches. And sometimes those hurting people, as you know, my Grammy says often, hurting people will hurt people. Yes. Uh, and so church hurt is a part of the everyday life human experience. And sometimes we, we ought to expect it. Uh, but even as we expect, as we expect it and as things happen to us that perhaps should not happen to us, even in the space where, you know, where the presence of God is, even when it happens, we must have the same uh, spirit of humility, um, the right spirit, and live the life of praise similar to Joseph. And in spite of every bad situation, just think, maybe God is using this to prepare yes. me for something greater. Maybe God is using this woman to say this mean thing to me, to prepare me for something amazing, to preserve someone else down the road. Yeah. Wow. And so as you heard it from fresh from Pastor Ian Ferguson's mouth, maybe just maybe God is still at work in your scenario. Don't give up. Don't give up hope. Thank you for listening to another Soul Story podcast. God bless you, Pastor Ian, and God bless you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Soul Story Podcast. For more information, visit my website, candythompson.com, or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Transformative Soul Care.